Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello everybody and welcome to the 8th and final episode of our Deutsche Welle Learning by Ear series on children's rights and working for peace. Today we are going to Burkina Faso. More precisely, we are going to Mako, the house of arrest and correction in Ouagadougou. We will meet some people, young and old, who have been condemned to spending years behind bars. Wagadugu's house of arrest and correction is in the city center, but few of the city's inhabitants know what goes on behind the wall and the big blue gate that is always shut. The barbed wire, which is meant to prevent prisoners from escaping, also prevents passersby from dawdling. A security guard pushes the big door that opens into the prison yard. He's armed. Visitors to Mako are always accompanied by representatives of the Ministry of Social Action and the prison director. Mako is the country's biggest prison and there are many problems. Luxina is the director. There's a problem of cells. We're in the big building here which has the most prisoners. It was meant to have 500 prisoners but we've got 1,349, three times more than it's supposed to have. We also have 66 minors and I have to admit that there really is a problem of space. There is nowhere to sleep or to rest, even for the youngest, and the costs keep going up. Another serious problem at Mako is that there isn't enough food. The prisoners only eat at lunchtime. For the rest of the day, they have to make do with water. Jean-Martin Dabiré is a social educator. He works in a prison in the east of Burkina Faso and he knows that the daily allowance of 150 franc CFA or about a quarter of one euro per prisoner is not enough for food. But thanks to some partners such as Prisoners Without Borders, we're trying to make sure at least there is soup for the prisoners. Otherwise, the food is not sufficient. It's very difficult for those who don't get anything from their parents. Apart from hunger, it's difficult for the prisoners to cope with the isolation and closeness. The prisoners have very little contact with their families and friends on the outside, but they are overcrowded inside and cannot develop intimate relationships. Luxina explains that this is not only a question of overpopulation. Here the men are not mixed with the women and the minors are not mixed with the adults. But there are minor women mixed with adult women. That's because there aren't enough cells. In most of the country's prisons, Prisoners Without Borders has built accommodation for minors so that they can be separated from adults. Each prisoner has about one square meter of space. It took us several months to get permission from the Ministry of Justice, but it was worth it because the prisoners are happy to have visitors. They may come from different backgrounds, but they share the same injustice and suffering on the inside. Enrique, who is about 15, first attracts our attention. He's in jail because he injured another teenager in a fight. Sometimes we don't realize what we are doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it, but since it happened, we have to take responsibility. 
I didn't know him. We met one morning and he started insulting me. I told him to stop. He refused and so I hit him. Pablo used to be a mechanic, but he didn't earn enough to lead his lifestyle of choice. So he gradually fell into crime. When I was on the outside, I wanted easy money, to have a nice life, and I forgot about my future. That's what landed me in jail. Franceline has another story. I was living with my brother and his wife. They had a fight. The wife left the conjugal home, and I followed her. Franceline says her brother forced her to make false accusations. He pressured his sister Franceline to accuse his wife of having asked Franceline to poison him. I said what he wanted, and I was arrested at the same time as his wife. The days are long in jail. People busy themselves as they can. Jean-Mata Dabiré, the social educator, says that the physical and psychological consequences of this closeness and inactivity are tough. Generally, there is no activity, so some people develop symptoms linked to inactivity. Fits well and then you have to go to the infirmary. Lack of pre-professional activity is also a problem. They are usually unemployed before going into jail, and when they get out, they haven't learned anything. Helped by NGOs, the institution offers the prisoners some activities to fight off the physical and psychological impact of doing nothing. There are workshops so they can learn how to reintegrate into society when they are released. In the women's quarters, some are cooking, others are training for a football match. Adeline prefers to use her hands. Some cook, others do weaving. There's a school for learning the national language and for making soap. I do weaving. Pierre is learning to do metalwork in prison. Gates, openings. The head taught me to do this. I'm very happy. When I get out, I'll be able to do jointing. It's a question of deciding. If you're in prison, you have to come out with honor, with something good to prove that prison gave you some advice. Prison has helped us to catch up on life. There is also Barthélemy, a teacher who gives literacy classes in the national language. The prisoners learn to read and write five days out of seven. It's going well, and I can assure you that it's the main activity of the minors. It's not easy to set up ongoing classes because the students have sentences of different lengths. Edith Wedraogo, who is in charge of the social action at Marco, explains. The sewing workshop is going well. The problem, however, is that we don't know how long a minor will stay. He might start learning how to sew, then he's gone. Generally, whatever effort is put into trained prisoners, their rehabilitation into society is always extremely difficult. When they come out, they find themselves in the same environment as before, surrounded by poverty and problems. Adama Traoré is from Prisoners Without Borders. He identifies the reasons for this failure. It's both. 
before and after prison. Idleness. The prisoners have nothing to do. Once they are in detention, they do nothing but talk and rub their bad behavior onto each other. That's why the reintegration projects fail for many prisoners. Prisoners Without Borders wants to set up a social rehabilitation center for ex-prisoners. It's best not to end up in prison at all. That's what the Marco prisoners have concluded. Whether young or old, male or female, they all regret the actions that landed them there. We advise our friends on the outside to think really carefully about what they are doing. We are here already and you are not going to encourage them to boost the numbers. They shouldn't want easy money. Stealing is not a profession. I was sentenced to 20 years in jail. I have known all sorts of suffering here. And I have discovered that the job makes the man. I call on young people to learn a profession. Prison is not good. It delays life. On this note, from Mako's oldest prisoner, our program, a report by Yaya Budani, comes to an end. We would like to thank all the prisoners and people in charge of the Wagadugu prison for agreeing to answer to our questions. You can find all the Learning by Ear programs that have already been broadcast by Deutsche Welle at our website on www.dwworld.de forward slash LBE. Thank you and good luck.